Colin. It looks like we do not have to cancel our season tickets again, obviously. Uh, so, still 9-0. Uh, well, I guess that's still, but no 9-0. Thanks, Chicago. And uh, luckily, we don't have to see them again until next season, unless they get all the way to the finals, which um, I will put money on right now. Won't that happen? Yeah. I, um, you know, last night was one of those games. Here's the thing, right? Bad teams lose games they should win. They lose games they should lose, right? And then good teams win games they should win. They lose games they should lose. And then they coin flip the even ones, right? But if you're good, you should win more games. Does that make sense? And then really great teams pull games they should never have been in out of nowhere, right? And last night you saw a game where I think, if you're honest with yourself, the Blackhawks probably outplayed us. A little puck luck goes your way. And, like, for whatever reason, Canes went. And I, you could see, too, in spurts, it's very Tampa light, the way that we're just like, all right, well, we're going to go get this goal. You know, and you're not always going to get that goal. But the ability... To, it, it doesn't matter who was on the ice. The games were going to tilt the ice. So, should not have won that game. Um, ugly game. I thought as soon as Frank had scored that first goal, I was like, well, because it was almost a hell of a play from Setch. And uh, I didn't feel good about it until it was over. So, <laughs> yeah. Especially with the, what was it, six or seven minutes of the man advantage against us. Like I think it was, I think they had was, eight minutes of, of power play time in the third period. Yeah, that was that was not fun. I knew that things were bad when the PK two unit came out and Tony D'Angelo was on the ice because I it, either either Slate not Slavin um, either Shea was in the box or um, Pesci being hurt didn't help. We're gonna talk about that. But there was I think it was like Shea was in the box and then Bear was in the box for the four minutes. And then, like, everything felt fine. And then Tony D'Angelo was on the PK, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't like what's happening here. <laughs> it, it definitely wasn't a fun time. And I um, – uh, let's break the fourth wall here. We watched the game together. And it was literally – wait, is that Tony? That can't be Tony. Oh, shit. Oh, that was Tony. not good. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it did not feel good. Because to me personally – he gets burnt. Um, I feel like he doesn't have the best reads with his stick defensively. So even if you've got him backwards and you're, he can he can be a little late on when he should jab on your shot attempt. And I don't know if that's true or not. That's just how I felt watching him. And he gets burnt with moving parts. If there's like a breakaway opportunity and Tony's next, he's going to keep up and he's going to make a good play and he, he doesn't give up. All you know. There's a lot to like there defensively. But when when pieces are moving, mm, Tony D'Angelo can get a lost. And, uh, you know, whatever. You won the game, right? We're, we're guaranteed, by the way. Hopefully I'm wrong on this, but I, I don't feel wrong. We're guaranteed for, to get killed on Saturday. And then that will be the narrative for the rest of the year. 
is that all, you know, they've beaten all these bad teams, but what are they going to do against the Floridas of the world and, you know. Actually, I want to knock that narrative out just real, real quickly. And to be fair, we, like, the nine games we've played, six of them have been easy games, like games we should have won. Is that true? Pull up the schedule. I feel like that's not true. That is 100% true. So the first game nine games? the Islanders was, was right, a fair toss yeah, playoff team. Um, did you do last month? And then we went against. Oh, I forgot about Nashville. Nashville that's a is a playoff team. team. Yeah, Montreal. That's an easy win. Hundred percent easy okay. win. Okay. Um, Columbus, which I mean, still a coin flip at this point. Six and three, Columbus. By the way, six to three, Columbus. Columbus has been a so lot of good coin teams. Flip. Columbus, flip. by the way, just beat, just beat. Uh, Colorado. So I don't know if they're a playoff team or not, but they're certainly playing well right now. So isn't McKinnon in uh, protocol right now? No, McKinnon played last night. McKinnon had a drew a power play in the first 15 seconds last night. Was he on protocol sometime recently? Who am I thinking of? He opened, thinking he opened of the Sid. season on protocol. No, no, no. He I opened the season on protocol. Sid just got put back on protocol, so he came back, played a game, and then <laughs> is out. Of well, game. he wasn't. He wasn't on protocol. He had a wrist surgery and came back. Yeah, I know, but now and then they got back. on protocol. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, McKinnon was on protocol early in the season, came back, and and for the record, Columbus beat and they they like they're like the Avalanche are hurt. Like I know Rotman's not playing. There's a there's a lot of like pieces that if you watch the team every day, which I don't, um, I'm sure matter, uh, but um, yeah, so Columbus Columbus has not really been a layup for anybody, but uh. I'm not really we I don't know if they're a playoff team or not. Yeah, so like Columbus, they've got goaltending, right? Like I, I don't know. Again, I'm I don't think that's one you, it's not a banner win, right? You're not calling your mom afterwards about it, but that that was a game. That's a team that's got things. Early. Okay. And then next we have Toronto. Playoff team. Yeah, playoff team. I'll give you that. Boston, also a playoff team. Also we shut out Boston. Also I think might Boston. win the Atlantic, right? Like that's that's a division winner potentially, but then this and this is where this is where the narrative picks up steam. Is we played Chicago, and we played Chicago without Patrick Kane, and okay. we played Arizona, who is practically okay. an AHL team right now. Okay, that's three games in four days. But okay, we played yeah, Chicago again, but this time with Patrick Kane. Yeah. So all, all I'm saying is this: we the Everybody plays not great teams. I don't think there's anybody scheduled. Do we, let's, let's, let's do a little experiment here. Pull up the Panthers schedule. Pull up the who? The Panthers? Yeah. Panthers, by the way, losing overtime to a team we beat 3-0. But. Oh, they apparently just lost their head coach. That must suck. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean. It was just the first thing that popped up and they clicked on it. So they opened. That's preseason, 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 preseason. They opened their season against the Penguins, who they won, who they beat 5-4. No Malkin, no Crosby. Okay. Then they beat the Islanders 5-1. Okay, that's a good one. They, they beat Tampa 4-1. Mm, okay. They beat the Avs 4-1. Mm, this is falling apart real quick. Okay. Yep. Then they beat the Flyers 4-2. Flyers aren't good. The Flyers are a lot better this year. Um, Flyers and Forces the Metro. The, like, then they beat the, 
Then they beat the Yotes 5-3. Okay. Then they beat Boston 4-1. Okay. They beat a much better Red Wings team, but still kind of trash, uh, 3-2. Okay. And, over time. and then they lost in a shootout to the Bruins. Okay. Yeah, so definitely a harder slate than this. Not a murder row. I think they caught... I think they caught the avalanche with no McKinnon. There might have been no Landeskog for a time, too. I think one was in, one was out, and that switched up, and now they're both there. But still no Miko. So I'm, I'm just saying we, it hasn't been all cream puffs. And a lot when you look at these records, too, a lot of these records, you flip a win the other way, they look a lot better because it's so early in the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Um, so, yeah, the game was whatever. You know what? Man, uh, respect to um, to Blackhawks fans. I mean, they were there, the ones that were, you know, they were loud. Careful, they were proud. careful, careful. You know, they were about it. Like, it's a hard time to be a Blackhawks fan when you go out and, and do it. So building was pretty empty though. Yeah. So I think it might be time to move them to uh Quebec City or I don't know how it's Houston. Yeah. yeah. We can move them to Houston. What was the tweet that you read yesterday where it was like I'm in Chicago for work and I was able to get oh, a twenty dollar yeah. ticket into the United Center? This is no, a they got a they ten dollar ticket bottom bowl and the the commentary was I was told in the past that this is how the straight teamwork that should be moved to Quebec City. One of the things that people have to understand about sports tickets, and this is somebody I work in a very corporate environment, is what they've done in the lower bowl is those are almost always corporate tickets. I'd say it's a out of it's like a seventy five percent chance corporate tickets, right? And um, so when the you know when the team is bad, a it super hurts because they're the corporate people don't care, right? Um, like for instance, the company I work for, um, they have a huge sponsorship for uh, an, an MLS team, and um, they would. I think right now, if you if you do business with them, they'll literally give you a season ticket plan, like the first 1,000 people to do X or something like that. But I know that they have tons of tickets that I don't follow the MLS, but I believe the team is pretty good. And now they're getting used. But you know what's going to happen when they're bad? They're going to keep their sponsorship, and nobody's going to go to those games. So you see a lot of that. When your team is bad and the lower bowl looks ugly, that's why. Yeah, like because even if you look, when I was at that Coyotes game, they said attendance was eighty percent. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't because it was a fucking NFL Sunday, right? So nobody was gonna go. Yeah, it was Halloween, Halloween NFL game. Sunday against the Yokes. Yeah, like everything but, but was you know what? But Red Hat has their tickets, right? Those are paid for through the year. Only we have five seats. Only three of us went. Guess what? I didn't turn those tickets in, right? Yeah, it's all that. Sold out those seats. Good for them. So, uh, hopefully, 
what what I hope moving forward for this is that and Chiefs fans are always going to be Chiefs fans, but I hope people kind of just like, yeah, when you're bad, this is what happens. The end. So, but uh, I don't know if the Canes scored a good goal all night in this game. You got. So what was the first one? I don't know. Fox had right? a good goal. Fox had a good goal. Did he? Yeah, Foster was a good goal. Everyone else, not so much. I don't even mean to take yeah. that away from anyone. Like, still good luck, good job, Jarvis, fourth goal of the career. But that's, I mean, I mean ho- ho- Foster that's leader. not what he wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. So the step on goal was a good shot by him, but that was a whiff by TDA, right? Yeah. Then you get the Jarvis goal, which was a good play to get there. But, you know. Not on purpose. And then he might have been hooked, maybe. I don't know, but he missed. And and then you got the Foss goal, which wasn't great, right? I'd be mad if Freddie Anderson left that in because he got it, just didn't get it all the way. And then that Natchez goal, Man, I watched – so I haven't watched the Blackhawks play a ton. And um, so, you know, I thought Lankinen, a lot of the goals against him weren't his fault. Then I watched them play – I watched Flurry in that against the Blues. And he looked great. He kept them in that game. I think it was 1-0. It was a loss. But he looked fantastic. And he got beat on a crude power play goal. And then – but he was not – he probably – you could argue the step on goal is what it is. Because he – you know, even if for us that's lucky, for him, that guy still, you know, slotted up and ringing you up. So it doesn't matter. Because um, he had to play Tony the way he played him anyway. But, man, that Jarvis goal, okay, you know, okay. And then you get the the Foss goal, and it's like, ah. And then that Nature's goal, good. I'm glad – I was really worried about him not being on the stat sheet because I feel like that could eat. Because, you know, there was so much talk going into the season where it was like, who's taking the step? And it was Svetches and Natchez's. And, you know, both of them are like, yeah, I've got another gear and uh, and all this shit. And he's been playing well, just not on the stat sheet. And, you know, I know Rod doesn't care about that, right? That's why he's been – Natchez has been a consistent second liner. And um, but it's like, ah, you know, you don't, kids will push. You know what I mean? There's been all this media hype and whatever. And it's it's nice to see these garbage goals go in. <laughs> but but uh, I, hopefully we start I don't to know. see some like, good goals. I feel like we're using a lot of our puck luck early in the season. And I'm going to need a lot of this come next spring like what's weird about it and i wonder if you'll agree with this it feels like we have all these opportunities like really great a chance like i think our shooting percentage is 10 percent, which is high for us but isn't out of line Like that's a people maintain that yeah so that's kind of and i don't maybe somebody i haven't seen it as not a team 
So maybe somebody's shooting 25%. That's just not real. I, I bet yes for Foss shooting oh. percentage is pretty good right now. Percentage is below 20%. But doesn't it feel like we, we don't score on these great A's that are generated and, and all the goals? It's like you get these great A's and it doesn't go, and then you, you know, get hooked or fumble your hands into a Kucherov and score on a breakaway. But there's, it's to be fair, yeah, because how many great opportunities? Like, I don't remember the the pass where Bayo was at the top of the circle, Flores on the other side of the crease had no idea where the puck was, and it was just a shitty pass to Bayo. He couldn't handle it, and we didn't get a goal. That was an A, pass. great A opportunity that we just didn't get. It is what it is. So I wonder, because you would argue that's kind of anti-puck luck, right? So yeah. I wonder I wonder where our puck luck sits when it's all said and done. I mean, I guess that's I'm, fair, but like the Jarvis was puck luck. And then I want to say the first one was puck luck too, but now I don't no, know. No, 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 no. Like another, the Jarvis thing, the Jarvis thing just happens. Like like puck luck, the nature's goal is puck luck. There or, we go. That do, you was, remember, yeah. do you remember – do you remember in Arizona where was it Jarvis or was it Tavo? Somebody beat that goalie and it skittered and hit the bar and out because he was so far up in the crease. That's puck luck against, right? A centering pass off somebody's leg and in. That's you know puck luck four. Like the 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 like the step like there's a difference between being lucky, which is you know you you lose the puck and it slides to the five hole or Tony D'Angelo fans and it ends up on Stepan's stick first. Like to me, and I might be wrong on this, but my understanding of puck luck is it's a like disc. It's a like vulcanized rubber disc that bounces in like unforeseen ways. And uh, like occasionally that'll get you, you know? All I know is I think we've used our crota of puck luck for this podcast. Like, I think if we say it more than two more times, you have to change the name of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, really kind of – but it's this to me – this might be – if we don't win a cup this year, it might be bad. I don't know about that. It'd definitely be disappointing. I mean, it's still really – like, we're nine games in. Yeah, but, I just – Expectations that could are definitely come being risen. Something that could come up, and I haven't seen anything on it yet, Brett Pesci. Yeah. I mean, he took shifts after the spill. Yeah. But, but he also didn't play any of the third period. So it's, it's, it's definitely a mixed bag. shit, too, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like those guys... I don't know. We'll see... Um, you know, one of the charms of Rod is that you could see somebody's like leg get cut off, and they'd ask you about him post game to be like, "Well, you know, I haven't talked to the trainer yet, so uh, you know, it's never good when a guy gets hurt." But uh, no, we'll have answers for you in the coming days. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we don't know. Um, that would be a really big blow for us, and not just because he's good. Because, this is going to sound stupid, but we don't have a lot of, like, top four depth. Like, uh, like if Pesci's hurt, I believe he's left-handed. So you're moving Ian Cole 
And I don't know if Brendan Smith can play on the on the left or on the right. Or do you? I mean, I don't. Yeah, know he did vice versa and uh, for the Rangers. Okay, so he can do either. He played both ways. Can 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 Bear or can Shea? Could could they play on their offhand? Um, and then you move Tony D'Angelo up to one, and you just you know understand that you're going to have a lot more four three than three two games playing that way. Um, I don't know because you're not you're not moving Brendan Smith into your second pairing. Right, yeah. and like you're not moving. I don't know. I don't know. You, you get some problems. Yeah, also, Do you have any like cool... Pesci's been on the score sheet too. Like he's he's been very impactful. So it's not just the uh, who are we gonna throw on the line. It's a lot of well, shit. He was generating points. Now I'm forgetting how many points he has, but it's more than a few. Hold on, I think Slavin might have like. Eight points already. If, this yeah. is not a joke. If Slavin can get to like fifty points, he might win the uh, what do they call it? Having a complete brain fire. It's not the Vesna. It's not the Rocket. North. North. Yeah, he might win the Norris, bro. And my my brain kept saying Heisman. I was like, oh no. Wow, that is yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> woo. Yeah, Slavin has seven points, and Pesci has five. But Ethan Bear has four, which I did not know. I'm just saying, if Jacob Slavin gets to 50, 60 points, you might want a Norris. Yeah, just a little um, bit there. Just a little bit. Even though I think defensively, I thought he had a pretty good game today, but I feel like... His consistent—I feel like his like star power, like was it against Boston that three-on-one that he broke up? Holy shit, man! Right, like holy shit, what a play! But I, I also feel like he's just on the ice for more goals than he was last year, and it's hard. I don't know if I can recall a goal that I pin on him necessarily, but it, it'll be interesting to see what the stats look like because. I know he is weird in the sense that I don't think analytics love him. I think I've seen – I know in Dom's model, he's like the 35th best defenseman, which he doesn't even believe is true. And part of the thing with these models – and the cool thing about Dom with the athletic too, shout-outs to him, uh, he does a good job, I think, of kind of – like, his example is, like, you know, like he was explaining, like, sometimes in these models, you have no idea, like, if if Slavin hits it on the boards and Dougie comes in after and scoops it out, right, it's a Slavin play and a Dougie play, and sometimes maybe, um, you know, it'll give more credit to one than the other. He was, like, I think the analytics hate Shea and love Pesci, and I think he was breaking down. He was like, yeah. You know, I don't think Shea is as bad. I don't think Pesci is as good. I think just, but the, if you were to combine these, the the pairings look about right, right? Like the the, the total there. So it's like you know, sometimes for whatever reason, because it's just numbers, you know. 
Um, maybe uh, so. Long story short, Slavin, Slavin for Norris. I mean, okay, yeah, I'm not against it. How many points does Jordan Stahl have? Uh, not and not half anymore. Um, it's not a big deal. Has five. I feel like that whole third line, and I'd love to know if this was like talked about or it just happened that way, but it feels like the Faust, Nino, Stahl, like trio decided like, you know, we're going to get our goals. We're a good team. But we're here to fuck people up. Like we're going to forecheck the shit out of you. We're going to be a pain in the ass to play with. We're winning every face-off. doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. Like that – it feels like that whole line outside of Foss with – and, you know, I don't think it's – you know, it might be a bit of a mirage, right? Uh, it feels like the offense is down a bit, but the line as a whole was so much better <laughs> than it was last year where it was a really good line. So, Yeah. So what what else do we have on the notes here? So I want to talk about um, Dougie Hamilton. And this isn't – I'm not going to go after, like, the man or the player. I just want to talk about something really quickly. And part of it is I am still a Dougie Hamilton fan. I used to be a really big Dougie Hamilton fan. Like, I have a signed jersey. I have a retro jersey. I took a really big bet that he was going to resign. Guess what? I was wrong. But so he just did an interview with ESPN Plus. And it, I mean, it talked about his entire career, um, you know, drafted by Boston, moved to Calgary. Apparently he liked museums too much. So he got traded to us. And it was, you know, it was all just like a get to know Dougie. It's literally like an intro to Dougie for the uh, New Jersey fan base, which is all fine. Yeah. There was just one part of the article that I super did not like. And it was it was one quote. And I'm not going to say it was mischaracterized. I'm not going to say it wasn't mischaracterized. It's whatever it is. But I, I'm just going to read the quote really quickly. Uh, I, I think at the end of the day, you know you want to be wanted. And I never felt that from them. They would say how much they liked me and all that stuff. But they never showed it, he said. The devil showed it. When they were interested... That was an easy decision for me. When you're wanted and you're appreciated, that's where you want to be. And just to go off on a little tangent, um, we wanted Dougie Hamilton. We respected Dougie Hamilton. Like this, I don't, I, I don't, I think it's because I still defend Dougie Hamilton. Like to this day, it's, well, the man wanted his bag. Like that's his personal life choice. He dedicated his life to the sport. If he wants his bag over rings, that's his choice. But to say you weren't wanted, it's just childish, Dougie. We have a pig named after you. What are you talking about? Not wanted, not liked. And maybe, maybe it's just, you know, you know, every, every fan base is the best fan base. Every arena is the loudest house in the NHL. That's just how it works. So maybe, it's just lip service, but it's a little offensive, like a little highly offensive. I would like to make a point, too, um, where – so what do the devils do? I think a lot of this is the lens that, depending on where you are in this equation, how you see things, right? So the devils gave him roughly $3 million more than we would, right? So it's my understanding that the term was – 
you know, they could give seven, we could give eight. Um, you know, we were given six ish. They gave nine and a half, right? Or nine. I don't remember. And if you're a player, you know, that would be, oh yeah, like that shows want, right? Like I think I'm worth this. They agree. I'm wanted here. But from the team's perspective, and and kind of from the fan perspective too, I think, like the money's the easy part. If we had the cap space and we're in the position, like the money to the Devils means nothing. It means literally nothing. They're bad. They've got nothing but cap, right? PK comes off the books next year. So the money means nothing to them. We're in our window of contention, right? Um, we, we're about to have cap issues. That's coming. Be, be ready to lose players because you can't pay them. That, that might be Trochek. It really might. So, I, you know, from a player's perspective, I get it. But when you zoom out, not true. And then just another kind of position, because I, I feel strongly about both of these. Again, the money is nothing, right? Um, but the Canes traded Noah Hannafin, top five pick, right? Uh, a player who was supposed to be a piece here for a long time. And they traded uh, Elias Lindholm, who that was a rockier relationship, to be fair, but a piece, right? It was supposed to be a piece moving forward. And they did that coming out of, like, you know, people forget because the first part of that year went so poorly. But, you know, that year was it. It had to get done that year. You had to make the playoffs. You know what I mean? So this, that's where my, like, annoyance with, like, well, it felt monthly. Or I felt wanted. Well, you know, you only care about the money, which is fine. But So that made you feel wanted. But if you look at it objectively, they wanted you for that amount of time. They wanted you at the price point, the maximum price point, according to them, that they could pay you and, and keep the team going. And they, they gave up, like, players, right? Like, it, it's not just money. They gave up players to get a hold of you. And, and to be frank, really kind of his career wasn't over but he was always a guy who like ah you know is untapped potential frustrating whatever whatever and then came here and became Dougie Hamilton so I'm with you it I, I think you're right in the sense that it, I think it's mostly lip service to to Devils fans oh I was wanting to hear yada 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 when you make that kind of money it's important for the Hughes brothers to hear you say the Devils treated you right does that make sense? It's important for other free agents to, yeah, I mean, I was getting, you know, twisted in the wind, and the Devils came in and they treated me right. That, that's that's part of your job there in the same way that, you know, you pay Ajo all that money and somebody makes a, like, ha, 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 your old team, and he just looks at you and goes, that's not my team, right? Like, that is part of it, but also just absolutely not. We want a Ducky. I don't think anybody's arguing that nine and a half isn't an overpay or that nine isn't yeah. an overpay. I don't think any of these guys, like, who is, what defenseman has signed that deal, the, the, the big money deal, and it's looked good? Hedman, yeah. Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman's one for sure. Well, to but, be fair, yeah. like, um, Brett Burns has been, it's hard to tell because the team's not very good, but he seems, he seems to still be a good player. Um, but, I mean, the Seth Jones deal doesn't look great. I bet we're in, Warinsky in Columbus, I bet that deal ages pretty well whenever it gets signed. But, I mean, I don't I, I agree. To, to, to me, the tact is always 
you know, have the opportunity to build something here in New Jersey. Um, you know, you're right next to the city. You know, always thought they had great fans when we came to visit. Loved the building. There's a lot of ways to yeah. build that up. And he picked. But Dougie's always been a weird guy too, right? So like, yeah. Oh, oh, Dougie, like you know, didn't handle this in the most media perfect way ever. Like whatever. Yeah, that's fine. See, I guess the only thing that like really irritates me about it is like he truly wasn't wanted in Boston. He wanted to take a team friendly deal, so Boston traded him to Calgary. Well, it traded his rights to Calgary because he wanted to take a team friendly deal. They didn't want him at a fair market price. That happened. Then he went to Calgary, and, you know, this is absolutely, like, you know, he's like a, I don't want to say goofball, because he's like a great guy. Like, I'm, this isn't he's about a weird person. guy. He does not yeah. gel in traditional NHL circles. That's just a fact. Yeah. And that, there's no problem with that. Like, you be you, man. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But they didn't want him in Calgary, and they traded him to us. And then after they traded it to him, they made jokes about him going to the museum instead of going to team dinners. Like, what? They didn't want you there. And then you came here, and we wanted you, and the fan base loved you. You you were a freaking star here. And I, now, there's I an argument to be like, made that he did, you know, the market value is what he was paid, right? Yeah. Yeah. So fair market value for Dougie, because this is a resolved transaction, is whatever the hell he makes in New Jersey. Yeah. So you could argue – from his perspective, if we use the way you're looking at it, that, you know, I think too, I think it must've been Sivian, but she's apparently, she's kind of talked about in the past that she, not apparently, I'm sure she did, uh, but she's talked about in the past where, um, that the Boston stuff was overblown and that he liked the fans and he likes the city and all that. So, well, she is from Boston. How much do we believe that? (laughs) Um, uh, this is going to be my last point on it, and I'm going to get off of it. Because, again, this isn't about the person. It was just, like, bothersome when I read it. Like, it literally, like, made my skin crawl. I was like, why? But um, It makes Whaler's Night against the Devils in January. Got a little more burn to it, huh? That part. I, it was I didn't really know if I was going to cheer or boo, but he's probably going to catch it now. Yeah, it was a little unfortunate before. I was like, oh, no. What, I, what if Dougie pops off on Whaler's Night? I can't be upset at him. No, no, definitely going to boo. But um, we, the organization, our franchise, um, is developing a reputation of finding these players that are down on their luck, that um, are developing a reputation that maybe they don't gel well or they have personality damaged goods. Very much damaged goods. And we have a reputation of taking these players and getting the best we possibly can out of them. And... I don't know what that is exactly. I mean, I'm not an NHL coach, obviously. I'm not a player. I would strongly contribute it to Rob Rindemore because, I mean, a lot of the on-ice changes have been because of him. But this is what we do. Um, We did it with Dougie. And we're currently trying to do it with D'Angelo. And I'm just not... And and Kiki, to be fair. Also very true. Also very true. So I'm just not here for the uh, I'm not wanted. They didn't want me. How dare they? I was mistreated storyline. Like, dude, 100% go get your bag. Respect all day. But not wanted. 
we gave you every shot to be a star. We built you into a star. And you left. And it's whatever. You got your bag. But don't turn around. I wasn't wanted. Get out of here. For the, like, for the record, too, things are not off to a great start in New Jersey. Well, that's like today I'm not going to update us on the uh, Tony D'Angelo Hamilton bet because Hamilton's injured. So, I was about to say, for yeah, like for future, if until he's back, there won't be any updates because that's not. That's, I, I'm going to take it, it if I win, to be to be fair. But I don't want to like, yeah, six you, yeah. Weeks, we're not going to bag know? on someone who got injured. Like, yeah, I'm not injured. We're not monsters. Yeah. That's not right. Um, but yeah, so like we just won't going to update it. Like Kakanyemi still has three points. My bet sucks. Russ is still winning his, but also Dougie's out, so it is what it is. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say on Dougie. I just wanted to get on a soapbox for a minute and uh, slap down some slam. I think it might be the last franchise. game in January, the last Saturday in January. But, but we'll talk about that more as we get closer to it. What else we got? I think I think I might black out his nameplate on my jersey and just write like traitor on it. <laughs> like I don't know. I'm gonna do something. Don't be one of those. I'm listen, man. I didn't feel wanted. I'll show you not wanted, Dougie. We can be yeah. very vicious. Don't make us torn. Yeah. Um, what else, what else I got, got nothing else team specific. So there is one piece of news today that's pseudo team specific. So we'll go into that before we go into around the league. So Jack Eichel was traded today. That's around the league. How is that team specific? So I've read at multiple different places. There were three teams interested and, uh, up yep. until today. One of them, Calgary Flames. There was a Kevin Weeks. Actually, we'll touch on all that in a bit. There's a Flames proposal that was a, a stir on Twitter last night. Obviously, the King or the Kings, the the Knights gave Tuck some Kregel, Kriegel, some like top nine prospect, or I think he's already playing in the league. Um, but he's some top nine guy for them. who could be like a top six, like low ceiling, low, high floor kind of guy. And then they get a top 10 protected first rounder for this year, I believe. And then they get a 2023 second rounder. That's my understanding that if the 2022 first rounder doesn't hit, that moves back to the next year, and then the second rounder moves to 2024. The third team supposedly interested was your Carolina Hurricanes. Which, side point, also fits the narrative of taking damaged goods and rebuilding them, but not my point. So everything I've read on it says, and this is something that as a fan base – I think people have become more and more used to with the Waddell Dundon like combo. It feels like we're kind of in on everything, and we're not hot. Like Vegas is in on everything; they'll they'll blow up their whole thing to get there. But it feels like we just kind of hang around, you know. And if things go sour or fall apart or whatever, you know, we'll we'll come in, you know. And we'll, we're we're never the best offer. We're not even a lot of times we're not even a competitive offer, but we are on the phone. Like if you we could trade like Pesci, Drury, a first rounder, and then I'm not a big prospects guy. Like if you don't have like potential to play 
in the current year. I don't really keep tabs on you other than like, I know we've got the Suzuki brother and stuff like that. Yeah. But and we've got, we've got the, the kid from Minnesota too, the goalie. But generally yeah. speaking, I don't keep tabs on prospects until they're here and playing or have a chance to be here and playing. Um, but, you know, maybe, you know, throw in one of those kids and see what you get. That would not have beaten what uh, Vegas did here. But, you know, maybe hang around, right? Pesci, Drury, a kid in, another kid in the pick. Pretty good, right? I, I, for Jack Eichel, I'd do that. For yeah. us, I wouldn't do it for them. I don't know but what cap space you'd be playing with, but uh, I mean, Pesci would be five. Um, you would have to find. I mean, getting rid of Nita would create the other five, but then how are you going to find Natchez? Like that's that's the problem with Nita right now is Natchez. So if you bring in Eichel, well, he just blew up. Well, Nino Nino's off the books next year. That's what I'm saying. But like that, that's how you so find Natchez. Is that Nino's off the books? That's five mil. Yeah, but it's... Right. You, said and you have you 1.7 Eichel, to play with. But if you have Eichel, how are you going to sign Nature? Well, well, first, Kiki's not making six. Fair right? point. Fair point. It would be tight. It would I'm, definitely be tight. But your your center depth would also be uh, – you also wouldn't keep – if you got Jack Eichel, you wouldn't keep Trochak. Um, oh, also true. I didn't even think about Tro. But your your top three centers would be Eichel, Ajo – Stall. Pretty good. Oh wow, pretty, that sounds pretty garbage. Born it all down. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. So, but anyway, I think I have a read that I would like to share with you on the cycle trade. Okay, let's go. So yesterday, um, Kevin Weeks was like, "Yeah, uh, it's Kachuk. I don't know. I can't. I don't remember whose first name is who. There's just." Calgary, it, it's funny, American Hockey Royalty, the Kachucks, both playing Calgary and Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always thought that's pretty humorous. Um, but it's, so it was Kachuk, a first-rounder, a first-round value prospect, and then another kid for Eichel. And everybody was like, yeah, that's pretty good. You should probably take that. And then out of nowhere today, we get this this Golden Knight uh, trade. So do you know who was a former teammate of Kevin Adams? Um, Eric Stahl? Kevin Weeks, who's the one oh, okay. who officially reported that leak. Just saying, helping a butt out. I I have no proof on that, but since that came out and the, the – Calgary was in on it, and they've come out and said that, like, actually, factually, Kachuk was never involved, and he said the same thing. Like, he, I think his quote was, I, I had a really hard time believing that when I read it. So, um, just interesting um, stuff. Good on the Canes again. That's teams that get these deals. Like, let's use the Kiki thing as an example. That guy will probably get thirty or forty points this year. You'll you'll um sign him to a three or four year deal at you know, three and a half, four, three, four, excuse me, wherever you do it. You do that by constantly working the phones. Like I feel like we are always working. 
in terms of in terms of getting there. So yeah, so we have a, we have a very creative management staff, um, which in large part is Don Waddell and Tom Dundon just being fucking lunatics, but in a good way. Like I don't remember it was a podcast. I I don't remember the podcast. I apologize, but it was it was before the season started, and they were talking to Dundon about why they did the offer sheet. And he was like, well, we had an extra, like, $5 million of cap space, so we might as well use it, right? Which, first of all, ball on a budget, my man. He literally said all the I think that was 32 bucks, by the way. It might have been. Um, and he was like, all we're risking is my money, so who cares? Which, first of all, clearly knocks down the narrative that, that Tom Dudden's cheap. Your billionaires like, yeah. are billionaires. Yeah. It's just 6.1 mil. Who cares? Yeah, we'll risk it. Um. But we, we do things like this. Like, the we wanted Kiki before we offersheeted him. We wanted him. And then because we're creative and just had it done to us a few seasons ago, we're like, oh, they're not going to trade him for us? Okay, cool. Where's that offersheet? <laughs> like, well, they're just creative lunatics, and I'm fine with it. And then, yeah, I, I agree. So I just thought all oh, that was kind of cool and funny. And then around the league, so there's been a couple of different um, different updates around the league. Uh, they took Brad Aldridge. Is that the the scumbag's name? The Chicago yeah. guy. Yeah. They took his name off the cup, which you know makes a lot of sense. But I saw a picture. Isn't it a fitting punishment for everybody involved on that team that you can't look at it the same? Does that make Does that make sense? But like you I know, you take your kid to see the ring on the cup, yeah, and then there's a line through it. And they're gonna ask why because I don't know. If, I can't remember the last time that happened. I don't know if it's ever happened before. But isn't that like because we don't know? And yeah. it, it, I me, guess maybe fitting isn't perfect, but like that's there forever. Like you, like it's a literal asterisk, right? So here's how. Here's how I thought about it. And I, I was actually thinking about this last night because, so, you know, we live in Raleigh, obviously. And when um, the All-Star game came here, we went to, like, the little event at uh, the Raleigh Convention Center. And the cup was there. And, you know, we all touched the cup and we put our hand on the 06 cup because that's our team. And I literally thought about, you can never look at that 2010 cup again without, oh, yeah. There will always be that, oh, yeah. It's the most asterisk you can get on the cup is that his name being knocked out. It will always be, yeah, no, um, but it was a big mess up. Like, yeah, so there's a lot more investigation going on there, too. I, To be honest, we I think we've hit, we've hit a point with a lot. I was watching, so the NHLPA is investigating – David Fuhr, whatever the guy's name is, the the director. Yeah, I, I believe it's about David this. Fuhr. So they've like, you know, they were hiring an investigator, or whatever. And then the the one guy who's really spearheading all this stuff did a couple different. I, I was watching Toronto play maybe, and he was like, "Oh well, you know, you shouldn't do this investigation because it could be triggering to him." And it's like, you know, first off, credit to this guy. Even the the what's his name Beach Kevin Beach is that right? Whatever to the victim. 
he seems Kyle Beach. Kyle Beach. He seems like he's just gonna fucking wear this and himself be damned to to really break a few eggs on this and a lot of fucking credit on that. So it's a weird stance to take from that front. Um, it's also a weird stance to like, well, do you want him fired if he did a bad job? Because we don't know if he did a bad Like, I'd want him fired, right? Like, at some point, either we're investigating things and we need to know the truth and we're going to open up some ugly coffins, or we don't want to, like, hurt the victim, victims. Because it feels like a no-win, right? Like, now the players are like, you're right, and we don't do this. People are going to be pissed. And if they yeah. do it, this narrative is going to exist and people are going to be pissed. And it's like, yeah, it feels really no win. So that's, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, unless there's a new break, like, I feel like we are, I don't really feel like there's exactly anything meaningful to report um, on, on the Chicago stuff anymore. Hopefully that guy, what I would do personally, if I was in charge, A, it looks like he's going to get paid. I, I've seen a couple Sometimes and it's because Gary Bettman is awful and a scumbag. But I remember when there was this huge blow up about the Blackhawks being the one to handle the investigation, and oh, they'll never do a good job. And very clearly, they did an incredible job. And they asked Bettman about that, and he was like, "Yeah, like I liked, I told them, like I liked who their investigator was, so I wasn't going to do an internal one. But if I didn't, the NHL would have investigated as well." So, um, how do you say? I feel like there's a, like, because Bettman is a scumbag, that even when he's not necessarily in the wrong, or if he knows what he's doing, yeah. So, um, I feel like we've kind of reached the point where all these stories are like, gotchas or whatever. It feels like everybody who was really responsible has been kind of publicly, publicly outing is generally bad, but in this instance, it's good, right? Like all those guys are, are done in hockey, at least professional hockey, right? And um, it it looks like, but, you know, that guy, you know, everybody's talking to him, whatever. But the the one thing I would do if I was the NHL is, or maybe even a team, I'd have, I'd hire Kyle Beach in an instant. And um, because there's, part of what makes NHL, part of what makes it hard to police the kind of underbelly of it and why do these guys wash out and, you know, like, and what I mean wash out, I don't mean because of talent. I mean, like, quit the game. You know, Kyle Beach had a lot of articles written about his character issues. I wonder why he was upset, right? And um, part of what makes it hard to really police that stuff is that anybody who's in these leadership positions has been in and around the game forever, right? So if you have a 10-year career, you were very rarely on the side of the coin that Kyle Beach was on, right? Does that make sense? So yeah. having a guy who has the pedigree of being a high draft pick, um, you know, he obviously he's still fucking playing, you know, like he obviously likes hockey, and 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 a guy who really had the fucking balls to put it on the table and be like, you know, this is gonna suck, but I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself in this to make sure this gets handled. That's a guy you probably want roaming the halls of the NHL, right? That's a guy who yeah. you want creating policy, going to talk to teams, stuff like that. I don't know if the PA should hire him. I don't know if the NHL should hire him. But he really, like, to me, like, it sucks that all that's happened to him. It's, it, it's kind of like 
um, it's kind of like the Nelson Mandela stuff, right? It would have been great if none of that shit happened to him, but it did, and he fucking tanked it. So now that you've got that guy, and it like sucks that all that happened, that's an asset on an asset on an asset, and it's incredible, or it's, it's impossible to create that naturally. So I'd hire that guy instantly. As soon as this is done, the Chicago's going to have to pay him. They should. I, I, I bet they get taken for at least ten million. Maybe more. They're they're gonna get jobbed, deservedly so. Yeah, it should be like honestly, like fifty, sixty million. Like if I think there's a very good argument to be made that this destroyed his actual NHL career. So yeah. how much I would, would I would look at what he was, what yeah, the pro made. level, like if he was called up, what it would be, and then yeah. I'd look at damages, right? So I guess that's all I have to say about that. Um, but I think it would be in it. Obviously, these lawsuits are going to have to end and all that before. It, but I, I, that guy would, for me would be on a short list for a guy who you, who you want around, for sure. I don't disagree. Other things around the league. Let's see. Let me pull up. I I had a list made. So, uh, Marion Gabrick retires today. Um, I always kind of hated Marion Gabrick, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> he was a good player. He just always, I don't know, like he was a wild forever. Then he was a ranger and he was a pain in the ass as a ranger. And then he was a king for a bit. If I recall, I think he won a cup with the Kings. Um, so he might've been, it doesn't matter. Uh, so good on him. I, that guy played a ton of games. I think that guy played a thousand games. Um, we already know Eichel. We already went over the Eichel stuff. P.K. Subban is averaging a slew foot a week. Um, I've never seen that before in my life. So good, good on that. Um, I don't know. I'm an, I've never seen somebody have a meeting with the league and not get suspended. I, I, I'm sure it's happened, but I've never. Like, That's like, actually like, fascinating. I didn't even think about it like that, but yeah. I've, n- I've never seen that happen before. Um. So, I mean, Harry I guess Price, Quinville, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Harry know Price like is that, coming but... out of the uh, he's coming out of the um, the player, player assistance program help thing. So good for him. Player assistance program. Yeah, good for him. I hope I hope he comes out and has a good year and kind of shows guys, um, you know, it's fine fun, you know, to like do the thing and go out and get get better. I know do a lot of good. Um people are really annoyed with Batman. I don't think he I, I think it's like I think both there's a lot of media gotchas in play and also he did a really poor job. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean it's incredible and you know it, it's it's a point that's been said a thousand times I don't think the owners want him to do a bad job, but when you ask for Batman to get fired, as long as you're not asking, like, for the Blackhawks to have to sell, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's going to be around, right? Um, so just, just you know, a fall. The Batman stuff is what it is. Like, you should be annoyed. That was an incredible – like, that press conference was something, man. And then last piece of news, I would like to – I hate the Rangers. I hate. Them. <laughs> I hate them a lot. I'm fine with the Rangers. 
I've, I've basically, I've been, I went to so many games when we were so bad and it was more Rangers fans than Kings fans and we'd never won them. And it was awful. And I knew there was a chance that, so speaking of Dougie, the things the Canes got with the Dougie trade was the rights to Adam Fox. And Adam Fox had said in no uncertain terms he wasn't going to Calgary, right? And he, um, so we get him, and it still looked like he was going to the Rangers, but he was kind of like, no, they've got a great thing here, yada, 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 whatever. So we trade him to the Rangers, which it's funny to see the retcon on that stuff because at the time when that trade happened, Rangers fans were kind of ticked because they were going to get him next year anyway because his rights ran out and he'd be a UFA. So so they picked, and they didn't give up much. I think it was a fifth rounder, maybe a conditional fifth. But there's a lot of, like, greatest trade in franchise history. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, that was not the, the temperature at the time, but whatever. So Adam Fox signs, you know, speaking of big, this is a deal because this kid's so young. This is a deal where that nine and a half could make sense. But he's from, I believe he's from upstate New York, lifelong Rangers fan, always wanted to be a Rangers fan, signed the big deal. Um, you know, I'll always fuck him for leaving. Like, could you, there's a world. Now all these guys couldn't have been these guys. But I think we drafted uh, – I don't remember if it was Jake. I think it was. I think we drafted Jake Bean one pick before the Bruins got McAvoy. Oof. And then you had Adam Fox. If your defensive pairings were like some mix of McAvoy, Fox, Pesci, Slavin – well, just, good. like, there was a long while there where we didn't have a third line on on the blue line. Just imagine if we had, we had been able to keep Adam Fox. We could have made it to a to a final. Definitely could have so, made it to a final. Probably could have won. Yes. But I do respect, obviously got paid and all that, but I do respect that he stayed home. It, one of the things, if, if Adam Fox had ended up a king by the time this deal was done, I'd have been is, but it appears that he's literally going to be a ranger until I tell him to go away. So that's a big deal. Dave, just going around the league, you want to pull up the Metro? The Rangers are currently in second place. They've played a game more than we have. I've watched them play. I don't think they're playing that well. Shesterkin, though. That guy may if that guy may already be a top five goalie. He's incredible, bro. He's going to be a problem. So, um, so we're in first in the Metro, obviously. Rangers are second. I don't know what to make of them. I'm not sold that they're going to finish them. I, I think they're a playoff team. Um, but I'm not sold they're going to finish top three in the Metro because they have not looked great. But Shesterkin has. And then, like, I watched them play uh, Seattle the other night. And they Seattle was really taking it to them in the second and third period. And with about four minutes left, they had a great chance. Puck goes the other way. It's an Aaron Fox game. Just like that. Just like that. 
So it feels like that's what a lot – there's like a real rope-a-dope to what they're doing right now, and I don't think it's by design. So you get the Caps in third with 13 points. They've played nine games. The Caps have looked fine. I've only watched kind of reviews and highlights of them. I haven't watched a full game yet. Um, I watched the fourth game. They look loose. Everyone looks loose except for Ovi. Well, he's just scoring so many goals, yeah, right? It's, like, it's incredible to watch he's Ovi be like a thousand years old. And he's like, no, I'm still going to bury this shit. Don't worry about it. That guy, too, should have broken Gretzky's record. He sat through a lockout and two pandemics. Yeah, I saw something him. about that. It was like, imagine how many more points he would have. I think he missed like 190 games. Like, So Columbus is in fourth. I've actually watched a lot of Columbus play because I like Wierenski. And I like Merzlikin, like, a lot. And it's fun to check. They're a fun team. They're actually very old-school Canes, where I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They're fourth. Um, They've only played nine games. But um, they're not going to be an easy out either. They're they're worth watching. They're one of those sneaky matchups where if you get, like, a a Columbus-Toronto matchup, that's actually a good game. And you wouldn't know it. So... And then in fifth, we have the Flyers. They've only played eight games, 11 points. I don't know what to make of them. I really don't. Sometimes they're going to go as Carter Hart goes because their defense yeah. is better, but it's not good enough to – to uh, if, if he is Carter Hart two years ago, then they're, they're probably going to finish in the top three in the Metro. Um, if, if they're not, or if he's not, and let's say he's like league average or slightly below, and then they're not going to, they're not going to get there. I mean, the the problem is you can't deny they took a step though. Like that's my, I've seen a lot of Phillies bad. And they were fine last year too. They were, they were, I think they were first in the Metro for like a couple weeks or in the, um, the East, the Mass Mutual East. They were they were in it and until they absolutely weren't. Also, so, side point: they should totally still uh, put sponsorships on the division because who cares? Make money. I would actually I hold nothing sacred but the jerseys. So if you yeah. want to do like the European leagues do, where the whole ice it's like we're basically ten years removed from a literal screen below the ice playing ads. I don't care. You want to you want to put them all over the boards. The helmets, like the gloves. Completely indifferent. If it yeah, can somehow care. make a better experience for me to watch the game, like a better facility, or maybe that jersey I just bought 20 bucks cheaper, put an ad wherever you want as long as it's not on the jersey. We'll be fine. Yeah. So, so in six, just to round out the Metro here, in six, you've got the Devils. I've watched them a little bit using losing Hughes, Hurts. Because um, he is pretty good, and this felt like like his first year was kind of rough. Last year he took like a mini step. Like he he really found like a certain amount of moxie last year. I thought, and then this year he fucking shot himself out of a cannon. The thing that sucks about shoulders is those can reseparate all the time. That can become chronic. So hopefully that's not the case for him. Um, they I mean they looked. They were never 
a playoff team or anything, right? There's nothing surprising here. Um, so now we what do you mean they they won the free agent bidding war? Wasn't that the whole point of that? Well, you know, they want their players too. So. To be um, fair, I guess that's true. So here is the surprising two. In seventh, you have the Islanders, who've only played seven games. They're three, two, and two. They made points, and they opened up very poorly, and have kind of found it um, lately. I think they open their home building, if not the next game, the game after, or it's, it's very yeah. soon. I think I, I think they got another three games actually. And let's talk, and then and then you have the. Penguins in eighth, who have been for various amounts of the year without um, without Crosby, without Malkin, without Latang. I think Russ missed a few games. They they're hurting. Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty safe to say one of those two teams is not going to make the playoffs. If I had to guess. Maybe this is the year for the Penguins, but I finally don't make it. And um, I can you know. hear your smile through the phone. <laughs> you know, like if I had to guess, and I don't know the order, but it's going to be some mix of I, I don't think the Rangers stay. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. But I don't think they stay um, in the top three. I think you'll eventually see the Islanders finish third. I think one of the things that's going to help them a lot is the the uh, the uh, Olympic break. Because possible. Normally, the Olympic All Star break is what we're supposed to be calling it, by the way. Yeah. Well, fuck out of here. So, to me, basically every year, the Islanders have like a run. They lose like one game in October or November or something like that. You know what I mean? And then they, they basically play 500 hockey because they are not, you know, on paper the best team, but they're well coached. They know their system. Then they get in the playoffs and they've been playing that way all year. Right. So I do wonder personally, like I think that's what's going to decide it. Right. But I think they might be able to go on a run catch that break and then hit like a mini run and come in the playoffs really fresh. So moving forward and in some order, I don't know. I think it'll be Kings, Capitals, Islanders. Those will be your top three in the Metro. Again, it's always early, right? Buffalo's in a playoff spot. (laughs) It feels so bad to be a Leafs fan, to be tied with Buffalo, who has a game in hand. Like, oh, that must suck. Yeah. Well, you know, this is a great example of what we were talking about, right? They beat us. Now they're 6-3-1. and one. Now you're second in the Atlantic. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, feeling pretty good. So that's it. I don't really have anything else around the league. I might be missing something. When we go around the league, literally, we'll just, like, see a piece of news. And, oh, yeah, we should bring that up on the next podcast. Little and, uh, oh, I can talk about that. Yeah. So, we'll um, 
Yeah, so we'll actually I got that I got game. a quick wrap up. I got a quick wrap up. Okay. So I mean there's definitely games. Uh there's gonna be a game Saturday and then it might be a game Monday or Tuesday now, I can't remember. I think it's See this with good. Either way, but you'll you guys will get a fresh podcast on Tuesday. But here here's just some quick life advice by me. Wesley and I have set up a lot of giveaways within the next short while, including game tickets, some retro bobbleheads, uh, a rally pal or two from last season's playoffs, uh, and most of our news is distributed on our Twitter account, which neither of us really love, but hockey Twitter is definitely a thing, so it's where we are. So you should follow us and follow the show and share it with all your friends. Appreciate it. So you can get free stuff. You're welcome. Shell. I mean, it is what it is, my man. What do you want to do here? You're the one who owns most of the stuff we're giving away, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I don't have anything else to say. Um, adios. Yeah, see you Tuesday. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Home Ice Advantage podcast. As always, we very much appreciate it. Please follow and share with your friends. Send it to your Aunt Betty. Knock on your neighbor's door. Email it to a teacher, your boss. Who cares? Just make sure you share it. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time.